Short on time? We've got you covered. Welcome to the 5-Minute Torah, where you can digest big thoughts on the weekly Torah portion in about 5 minutes. If you enjoy this teaching, please share it with your family and friends. This week's Torah commentary is called Guarding the Matzah, and it comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 3. In the Torah portion, Bo, we learn about the final three plagues, the culmination being the death of the firstborn. This is the final act of God that released the children of Israel from the grip of Egyptian slavery. But right before this final plague was poured out, the children of Israel were given instructions for the Passover lamb and all that went with it. They were to take a male lamb without blemish on the 10th day of the month and keep it until the 14th day when they would slaughter it. They would then smear some of its blood upon the door frames of their houses so that the firstborn of the Israelites would not face the same fate as that of the Egyptians. That night, they were to eat it roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Exodus 12, 8. And whatever was not eaten was to be burned in fire. They were to eat it with their belt fastened, their sandals on their feet, and their staff in their hand, and they were to eat it in haste. This is Exodus 12, 11. They were to observe all these instructions meticulously so that the firstborn of the children of Israel would be spared when the Lord struck the firstborn among the Egyptians. After this, we read about how this event should be memorialized and relived every year. Aside from the offering of the Passover lamb, most of the instruction is focused around matzah, unleavened bread. In Exodus 12:17, a fascinating instruction is given that most people miss because of our English translations. Most English translations render it, and you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. Considering the context, this translation seems to make sense. However, when we look at the original Hebrew, it doesn't exactly say this. The original text says, Ushmartum et hamatzot. This literally means, and you shall guard the matzah. From this, we learn that matzah, used for Passover, particularly the first night, needs to be made at a higher standard than matzah that is eaten year-round. Matzah made for daily consumption is not concerned with the stringencies of the matzah made specifically for Passover. Matzah, that is, quote, kosher for Passover, has protective measures that ensure no moisture has come in contact with it from the time the grain is milled until it's baked. However, there's another type of matzah, shmura matzah, guarded matzah. It has additional measures that ensure the grain is free from moisture beginning from the time it is harvested. A lesson can be learned here. If these extra precautions make the difference between regular matzah, matzah that is kosher for Passover, and shmura matzah, then we must be able to learn something from the effort involved in each. What's the difference between a piece of matzah and a piece of leavened bread, particularly sourdough, which was really the only type of leavened bread known to the ancient world? One is flat, having been quickly baked before it could rise, and the other is puffed up, having risen before baking. They both are made from the same basic ingredients, flour and water. The difference between the two is that someone had to pay close attention to the unleavened bread to ensure that it did not rise, whereas the other was left alone to do what it does naturally. Before we go further, we need to look at one more thing. If we look closely, this same passage contains a play on words that instructs us to guard the matzah. Since the Torah was written without vowels, this same phrase, Ushmartum et Hamatzot, can also be read as Ushmartum et Ha Mitzvot. The first means to guard the matzah, as we have already discussed. 
but the second means to guard the mitzvot, the commandments. In this reading, we learn an even deeper lesson. When we guard the matzah, we are guarding the commandments. How so? The Talmud asks, who prevents us from performing your will? In other words, God's will. It answers its own question with the leaven in the dough. This is from Tractate Berchot 17a. As we know, leaven is a quintessential representation of sin. It represents that which is impure, corrupt, infected, and arrogant. Unfortunately, humans don't automatically do what is right. We make excuses for why we don't need to go out of our way to do something we know we should. But in the case of observing the details of the Passover lamb, it was critical to obey every detail of the Lord's instructions in order that the firstborn of the children of Israel would be spared. What would have happened if they decided to skip some of the details the Lord had instructed them to carry out? It wouldn't have gone well. As seen in the analogy of bread, it's easy to allow the leaven of sin to creep in. Just don't do much of anything. Don't put your guard up. Don't do regular self-examinations. Don't spend regular time in prayer and study each day. Don't do anything that would enhance you spiritually. And especially don't go out of your way to observe a commandment with any kind of detail. Just go about life getting by with the least amount of effort possible. Sin will work its way into us without us having to do a thing. Remaining pure and unblemished by sin and the world, however, requires much more effort. It requires us to be proactively aware of our spiritual condition and to guard against the influences of the world rather than sit back and allow the world and its influences to slowly permeate us. It's the difference between a loaf of bread and a piece of matzah. And to the degree we put up our guard, it's the difference between regular matzah and shmura matzah. When we guard the matzah, we are guarding the commandments. And when we guard the commandments, we're guarding the matzah. How can you step up your game to guard the commandments to ensure your spiritual matzah doesn't become leavened? Let me know your ideas in the comments below. Are you enjoying the 5-Minute Torah podcast? Want to share these 5 minutes of Torah with others? Please help spread the word by liking, sharing, and reviewing this podcast. You can also grab the printed version of Volume 1 or Volume 2 from Amazon. Perfect as a gift or for your Shabbat table. 5-Minute Torah. We've got you covered.